Okay, hello and welcome to Comic Cave Episode 2. Um, I'm Ramsey, and uh, once again with me is... Megan. And uh, we're here to talk to you more about comics. So what is our topic of conversation today, Megan? Our topic is DC's Gotham Academy. Yes, okay. Um, so do, should we describe a little bit what Gotham Academy is, or are we just kind of kind of jump into the headlines? Let's describe a little bit. <laughs> Might need some um, context in this. Yeah. So it's uh, Gotham Academy. Um, like the name suggests, it takes place in a school um, that is called Gotham Academy. It's a private school in Gotham um, in the DC universe, which is, you know, if, if you're not familiar for some reason, it's the home of uh, Batman. But it has nothing to do with Batman, really. Yeah, Batman. Batman's in the comic a couple times, but he's a very, very minor character. Um, this is not Xavier's school. Yeah, this is just about some kids at this private school, and the private school happens to have a bunch of weird uh, supernatural kind of things happening at it, um, and the kids are very per- uh, plucky and uh, kind of go and investigate a lot of this stuff. So, do you have anything you want to add to that? This book loves books. <laughs> it's obsessed with books. That's true. There, there are lots of cameos into the DC universe, lots and lots, but these kids don't have superpowers, so don't go into it expecting that. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's, like, there's not really any superpower kind of stuff, so it's definitely, even though it's in the DC universe, it's not a superhero book by any stretch of the imagination. Not at all. Um, so. It is a supervillain book. Yeah, there are plenty of supervillains in it. Um, <laughs> But I mean, they just kind of fit the uh, the scheme of like paranormal villains. You really, want monsters? So. You want ghosts? We got that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You want demon circuses? We got that. <laughs> we got it all. Everything's here. So, okay. So uh, that's that's kind of what we're talking about today. Uh, and so let's let's get into our headlines where we uh, summarize the the plots of each volume of the series uh, quickly in a headline. So, do you want to start? Sure. Um, so I'm going to go first with volume one. Um, so I called that Olive Silverlock, first of her name, the unburnt, and then Kurt Cobain's ghost, and then semicolon, Batman is an asshole. (laughs) Olive does not like Batman. Yes. It's our main character, Olive. Olive Silverlock, yes. Okay. Um, well, my volume one headline is just, um, uh, Ghost haunts Gotham Academy? Question mark with a subheadline: Lizard Man in sewers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's good. Okay, Volume Two. Um, my headline is Firestarter Three: uh, Colon Where Bad on Campus? Exclamation point. All right. Okay, my Volume Two headline. It's it's more like a um, uh, it's more like a movie title. But uh, yeah, it's uh, Scooby-Doo in Too Many Monsters. <laughs> okay, so volume three, uh, which is the yearbook volume. It has lots of guest artists. Um, and writers. And writers. I-, I mean, it is just almost no actual um, plot that has anything to do with the main storyline. Yes. But just a little. So I only included the main storyline ones. Um, in my headline, and my headline is Vampire Academy, and then semicolon, 
the radioactive cuckoo clock of doom. <laughs> I like that. Okay. Um, so my volume three, or yeah, volume three headline is uh, Robin steals from children and other memories that may not have happened. <laughs> That's true. Robin <laughs> makes a lot of cameos in this entire um, series and also a lot in this particular issue. Yes. Um, or volume. <laughs> he, I mean, it's another book obsessed uh, plot line. He's, he's stealing books and delivering books. Yeah. It's ridiculous. He steals one book and then gives another book as a present <laughs> or something like that. Um. I guess we'll talk a little bit later about um, all the different weird uh, things that were included in this yearbook uh, volume. Okay. But let's just go on. <laughs> all right. All right, then. So on to the second semester. Volume one. Uh, roommate from hell, semicolon. Fahrenheit Gotham, semicolon. Witch hunt. <laughs> that's good. Um, that's uh, the, the first part is pretty close to mine, which... Um, Mine's just world's worst roommates, Gotham Academy. <laughs> yeah. Amy is a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> Amy is a nightmare. She steals medical devices from children. She destroys property. And I wrote down here that she also eats other people's sandwiches, which is oh. re- which is really insidious. That's 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 very cruel. That's maybe the worst. Um <laughs> She also encourages bad behavior too, so she's just um, all around bad. She's just got tools stashed around for like Breaking random stuff. Yeah. It's great. Um, okay, so second semester, volume two. All right. Submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society. <laughs> I call this story the tale of the ghost circus. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad we both apparently decided to mention the ghost circus because mine has it too. <laughs> How would you not? Um, is that the whole, the whole headline? That's, that's the whole thing. I didn't include anything else in the in the volume. Okay. Um, so I had kind of two headlines. Um, my first headline was nobody likes circuses. Um, <laughs> not even ghosts. <laughs> not even ghosts. And uh, my second headline was uh, Gotham Academy student burns everything down. <laughs> that's that's pretty accurate. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I guess we should talk a little bit about each volume. Um, just like a tiny little bit. Okay, so uh, I'm not even going to talk about volume one. It's mostly introductory stuff. Um, volume two, actually, let's just talk about, um, your book because there's, there's a lot in there that needs to be explained. Well, I guess we could say real quick that volume one and two is just kind of setting up this mystery involving Olive and Calamity, um, who's, um, her mom question mark and also a ghost question mark, uh, slash <laughs> a person in a suit question yeah. mark. We we don't want to spoil it for you, but it may be all three. We don't know. Um, <laughs> it's it's not exactly super clear, but this uh, yearbook edition includes like a lot of different guest artists, and um, some of the stories are really aggressively dumb, like dumb in so many ways. Um, there is a story about one of their teachers uh, in the eighties getting glamour shots <laughs> with a metahuman assassin. Yeah. Um. There is one about uh, about literally her dog. Um. There's a story about the dog. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's it's a really pointless story. It's not much of a story. Um. The only thing worth anything in there is the vampire infesta- infestation uh, subplot. 
Um, that's perfectly relevant. Um, there is another one about a talent show. It's like two pages. And then they're, they're, they set up some weird thing that was maybe supposed to be like Stranger Things, but then wasn't at all. With the, the Dungeons and Dragons Yeah, group? the d and Serpent group. Spells? Serpents oh, and Spells? Right, of course. Sorry. <laughs> the Serpents and Spells uh, tabletop gamers who disappeared from Gotham Academy in 1984. So, yeah. um, And then there is a tie-in to Black Canary um, because they have a, a, like a crossover character named Heathcliff. Yes. He has gravity-defying hair, and he manages rock stars somehow, even though he is underage. Yeah. Uh, we don't know how. Uh, and then there's the first issue, which is Robin versus Robins versus Zombies. Um, it's a crossover with the Robin Wars. Yeah. Which um, the art looks really terrible, and um, it has a bunch of Cordovals nonsense. So if you don't want to deal with that, then just skip over it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Honestly, it really doesn't it's, matter. It's actually astounding how little it matters, considering that like it all takes place on the campus of Gotham Academy, and it should have been like a really big deal. But like the kids don't really seem to notice, so it's fine. Um, and then second semester volume one. Um, let's see, another book obsessed uh, subplot about <laughs> a killing book. Um, though those are pretty much in every volume, and then the yeah. last one. Um, I've, I've got to say they, they really went overboard with the Harry Potter stuff, uh, in that edition. I should mention that this is, um, at least trying to be DC's Hogwarts, essentially. Uh, <laughs> essentially. And I mean, it, it isn't easy to ignore how Hogwarts it is. Um, it's got all these atmospheric, creepy, like painting, um, type illustrations which are really cool it's something i really liked about it um i don't maybe we should uh segue into infinity gauntlet sure well yeah let's go ahead and not infinity zone like i said in episode one hey but, you can uh, make it whatever you want <laughs> into the high points or as we call them infinity gauntlet Okay, so my, my first point in Infinity Gauntlet is, you wanted Harry Potter? Here it is. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like I said, it's got um, really interesting, like, it sets the scene really well. I like the illustrations um, of most of the artists um, in the entire series. It's got creepy chairs with faces. It's got... <laughs> um, it's got paintings with glowy eyes. So I literally saw like a skull with a serpent in it at one point. I was like, ha ha. <laughs> um, it's got a headless statue. They, like I said, they fought a basilisk and they, they encountered a mirror that lets you see whatever you want. Um, so I'm just saying uh, a little similar. They, there is a Gotham through the ages textbook. That's really actually something they have in there. Yes. Um, and then there are so many evil books in there. Just so many. <laughs> Enchanted quills, evil books, you know, uh, 200-year-old maps of campus that you use for particular reasons. Like, secret passages. Like, you wanted it, you, you've got it. The, it's there. Um, I mean, the only thing they don't have is, like, I don't, wizard chess. I don't know. Um the the where the <clears throat> the enchanted quill um story I I was actually worried was going to be a bit more like warehouse thirteen um, <laughs> than uh, than Harry Potter 
but uh <laughs> it, it was pretty harry potter yeah, but yeah no I mean, like the the comic overall is very harry potter and yeah they didn't end up really going over house 13 direction thankfully um with the uh with any of the stories i mean they, they did they did have lots off. of like magic artifacts with like sketchy relationships to them um yeah but honestly you know there were so many of them it was just like pretty hard to keep track of them like really hard to keep track. i mean they were mostly books it was mostly books everywhere books everywhere books that can hurt you books that can help you books that you burn, books that you deliver to random people, <laughs> books that people are obsessed with, uh, bookworm is in it. Um, I'm just saying, like, this is the bookiest book. <laughs> it, it's absurd. Okay. Um, what What's your first Infinity Gauntlet? Um, uh, well, my first Infinity Gauntlet was actually, um, I, I really liked the references it made to the Batman animated series from the 90s. Um, especially, I don't know, it was just like, since it's kind of a kid's book. Oh, like, like that episode where they all, uh, they all describe Batman in different ways? Yes. Yeah. I mean, there's just, there's just a lot of things in this book that just make it feel very much, or just have a lot of little references or, or throwbacks to that show, especially some of my favorite episodes of that show. So like that, it really helped me like kind of get in the mood of like feeling like a kid again, I guess, which is kind of what <laughs> you really <laughs> you do have to get book. into that mindset uh, to be able to read this. Um, because I mean, it, this is obviously meant for a um, sort of tween or teen audience. Um, it's, I'm not embarrassed to have read it and I wouldn't be embarrassed to read it in public. I am a librarian though. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I was afraid that they were going to go overboard with the teen angst stuff, but they, they kind of didn't. I mean, did it bother you? No, I mean, it, it, it was there, but it, it wasn't there beyond like feeling appropriate. It wasn't CW really. uh, level yeah. of, of like, oh my God, I quit this. Just like um, constantly like whining about their feelings. Yeah, like, no. Like, that wasn't happening. There was too much Scooby-Doo nonsense going on. Yeah. Like, and, and then if you like worried about people's relationships, then like someone would stab someone with a sword or something like, <laughs> or someone would punch someone in the face or pull something crazy out of their bags. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so like many a tools. sword or so uh, many tools. Crossbow. We'll talk about that. Um, <laughs> so um, actually, yeah, okay. So I was going to talk about uh, my second point, which was the wisecracking. <laughs> I really loved the wisecracking. Yeah, they, I um, think they did a good job. I mean, it is. They do not take it seriously. They probably should take it more seriously, <laughs> but they don't. Um. Like, at one point, uh, Maps goes ahead and uh, hangs a uh, lantern on it. And she says, what's the obsession with stealing books around here? <laughs> um, because, like, they're just going to point it out if it's if it's ridiculous. And um, also, the characters are, are pretty cute. Uh, we <laughs> yeah. should we should actually probably talk about the characters. That'd be a, this probably be a pretty good time to just go ahead and, and introduce them because we're going to be talking about them. Yeah, and, that's, and actually... I actually have maps in um just in general no, as one of my high I, points. Maps is my next high point. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so yeah, I mean, pretty much I like all the characters, at least all the kid characters. So it, it probably they 
basically do fit as a high point. So it probably is a very appropriate place to talk about them. So, um. and, and I mean, we can't talk about wisecracking without talk, talking about Pomeline. Yes. Um, yeah. That's pretty much her character. <laughs> like she, wisecrack. Well, it's not all the things about her character. No, that's um, true. So, okay. Pomeline or um, I don't know. We came up with a lot of nicknames for her and I'm sure you can guess what they were. Um, Pomeline Fritch. Um, at one point, Maps writes a poem. Is it a demon? Is it a witch? Oh, no, wait. It's Pomeline Fritch. <laughs> um, and it's because she's bitchy and entitled. And that um, I don't, they, they just they started like giving her these amazingly weird um, like comebacks. And uh, we'll share some of those with you later because they are hilarious. And she calls people stupid nicknames. Yes. Um, and I don't really know actually how they managed to create a character that I both like and uh, dislike because <laughs> like it, they were in serious danger of making her like a terrible person. Yeah. She's like inexplicably angry all the time. All the time. And, and she, it, she says really mean stuff sometimes. Yeah. She's like very mean a lot. And it seems like you just expect to hate her, but you kind of like her by the end. You can't like... help it. She's <laughs> what can I say? She's. She's not exactly a villain. She's she's definitely your friend, but she's not exactly your enemy either. She just she's insensitive, is yeah. what she is. She's just insensitive. Um, and then there's Olive Silver Silverlock, like we said. She is the main character. Um, and at first I was like Silver Sable, and then I was like Silver Mane, and lots of other characters, but. Comic books love silver hair. Comic people. books love silver hair, <laughs> and we don't really know why she has silver hair. It's fine, whatever. Yeah. Um, she just does. The better you don't think about it, probably. <laughs> um, she's a pretty standard character, uh, main character at least. Yeah. She's uh your standard white protagonist. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Except probably less klutzy than your standard. Yeah, white. no, she's not generally uh just tripping all over stuff, so yeah. that's cool. Um, <laughs> she's uh, she she's pretty much where pro- possibly all of the angst of the book comes from, like her specifically. She has some understandable sources of of uh, anxiety. That's yeah. true. Um, she she has a lot going on. She's there on a Wayne scholarship, so so basically Bruce Wayne paid for her to go to the school. Um, and she also hates Batman. She hates him a lot. Yes. Um. You'll have to find out why if you read it. I actually, um, since you mentioned that, I actually have that as one of my high points. Really? Because um, I actually really like this book having its main character hate Batman. Because, like, generally in the DC universe, everyone's just, like, in love with their superheroes for, like, absolutely no... As soon as they show up, everyone's just like, this superhero is awesome. Well, it's Batman. Um, and, I mean, Batman <laughs> is awesome. But, like, it was kind of cool to see them, like, have a character that has, like, a different take on the whole superhero situation. And Bruce Wayne does show up from time to time. But, like, it's not a big deal. And, like, who cares? <laughs> um, it's actually a bigger deal when Robins show up for some reason. Yeah. I guess because no one knows that he's Batman, even though, duh, obviously he is. Um, okay. And then let's see. Uh, we've mentioned Maps. So let's just go ahead and, and go over who Maps is. Her name is Mia Mitsuguchi. Um, I was hoping that there was some kind of meaning behind the name, but apparently it means gutter. So there's nothing there. Um, she is always ready with um, uh, D&D information. Yes. Um, except, uh, of course, it's uh, Serpents and Spells 
in this comic. Um, she loves adventures. Yes, she <laughs> a does. lot. She loves everything. She is so excited for every. It's hard to not like her because of how excited she is. She's like the world's cutest <laughs> character. She's she's basically the the like um, what's it called um that causes plots to happen. MacGuffin, the MacGuffin of like every single plot. She, I mean, she invented Detective Club, which is the club that they're in, because she invented it. And then at one point, she has invented too many clubs, and she can't invent anymore. <laughs> um, she has so many different interests. Um, she has a literal bag of tricks. Um, I mean, she's pretty priceless. She's also the little sister of Kyle, who is another character. Um, and I have just been calling Kyle Prince of Tennis because I don't have any other frame of reference for his character. <laughs> uh, he sometimes acts like he's 40. Um, and he was Olive's boyfriend. And yeah. uh, she wants to break up with him for, like, reasons. 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 <laughs> he's, he's perfectly acceptable as a, as a boyfriend choice, it seems yeah. like. Yeah, I mean, it's clear she still likes him, but she also wants to break up with him. For... Reasons. You know, teenage things. Yeah, <laughs> it's extremely. It's actually very confusing. Yeah. Um, but anyway, he's he's kind of the grown up of the group, though. Yeah. He's... Yeah. Um. Sometimes. Sometimes. Uh. Okay. So, Colton Rivera is the school bad boy, kind of. Um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He. Uh, at first, I didn't like him. And uh, he kind of grew on me because, um, like, I, I thought he was just, like, a stupid kid who was just, like, a bad boy. And he was just, like, doing bad stuff all the time for no reason. And that he wore sunglasses at night. And I thought that was, like, terrible. And then, like, <laughs> you know, I, I eventually caught that, like, there's a reason he's wearing sunglasses. Um, and it's it's more sympathetic than you might think. Um, so he's basically the school felon. But um, in a fun way. <laughs> he he literally has a secret van in the woods. Yeah. We don't know how he got it. At some points he steals cars. We don't know how he did it. Um he has like caches of like random stuff and it's it's actually amazing. He he's basically very very primed to become either a super villain or a superhero. He has like all the skill set. Yes. He has <laughs> every single thing that he needs um to do that including a secret van for dna analysis i'm just saying he's got it all he's he's got it all in his pocket (laughs) um so treat him nice um okay so we mentioned heathcliff um who's barely in the comic he's hardly in it at all so never mind (laughs) <laughs> um, he, he leaves after the first volume and joins Black Canary in her comic, and then we don't really see him again. Should we even talk about Tristan? Um, we can talk about Tristan. Um, we can just say that he's we can like just like not spoil it. Yeah, he's just kind of a mysterious guy who's kind of into Olive, and she's kind of into him. Maybe. Maybe. It's, I don't know why she would be. Um, he looks like Kurt Cobain. He walks around. Um, and at one point they go into his room and they look in his closet and it's only black t-shirts in there. He just got like he just got <laughs> like the that. world's cache of black t-shirts and I was just like, "Okay, that makes sense, I guess." Um <laughs> and like he's also there on a Wayne scholarship for like reasons we can't explain right now. Um and his job is basically to swoop in and save the day in general. Mm-hmm. And then to do almost nothing else that a normal child would. So, yeah. 
yeah, he's not really like a normal kid. He he really feels like he's supposed to be older, but he's not. Yeah. And it, it kind of seems like it kind of seems like they had intended to end up using him more and then just never did. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think they got around to it really. Um so yeah. Um yeah, I guess he's just there to be like a like a love triangle situation for like a hot minute and then not ever again. Yeah. Um cuz nothing comes of it at all. So cool. All right. I guess we just needed somebody to save people sometimes. <laughs> um, who isn't Batman? Yeah. Because that would be terrible. Screw that Batman. Yeah, guy. I hate God. Batman is an asshole. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, did you have any more Infinity Gauntlet? I, I did not. I have um, some of the art, especially like the background paintings, are like really beautiful and textured. Um, I know that you didn't like the uh, some of the textures that were in there. I just didn't like the the tartan pattern. For yeah. the for the dresses and stuff. I thought it looked cool. I mean, the p- pattern itself was fine. I just didn't like how they clearly just like pasted it under the ink. I um, thought it was like a style and, choice. And just, I don't like, know. It looks intentional know. and fun. There'd be like there'd be like a fold drawn into the skirt, and then there wouldn't be a fold in the tartan pattern, and it would just look weird. And I it bothered me. Stop criticizing skirts. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so I was going to say, especially in the second um, semester finale issue, so the second volume, um, oh, yeah, like final issue, it had some really good art, like especially in the flashbacks. I really loved it. Um, so make sure and pay really good attention if you read it, because um, some of that stuff that is just like flashbacks of like old timey Gotham or whatever, um, they look really cool. So props on that. Okay, so are we ready? I think we're ready to move into negative zone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is pretty negative. Okay. <laughs> um, so do you want me to start? Sure, go ahead. Okay, so the plot kind of... <laughs> Um, okay, so these scattered and there too many constant references made it impenetrable. Um, and because it's a mystery, like, I couldn't filter out all the noise because something might be important. And there's so much fruitless misdirection going on. I needed to do a really unusual amount of research about stuff. Like, literally, I looked up Dick Grayson's maternal aunt um, (laughs) for reasons... That, I mean, it, it doesn't make sense that I would feel like I needed to do that. Don't mention her stupid name if it's not relevant, okay? Yeah. It's a mystery. Of and course I'm going to pay attention. I didn't even realize it was a thing, like, until you looked it up. There's too <laughs> many. Told me about there it. are too many freaking details. It's clear that they had a lot of great ideas, and, like, they seem like really fun people and really big fans of the DC universe. But, like, I think that's maybe a weakness for them because they didn't understand that, like, maybe people who weren't so plugged in would want to read this thing because i mean it's not a batman comic and they needed to know that it wasn't and accept that it's just got so many characters like i feel like they were just throwing so many characters at it yeah and see like and that was one of the things like i i kind of enjoyed that because I read a lot of comics and I'm familiar with a lot of the characters. Whereas I knew before you read it, when I was telling you about the comic that 
that it would probably be a big problem for you because you wouldn't know a lot of that. And stuff. I'm not like a DC dummy or anything. <laughs> so like, yeah, I, no, I mean, you do know a lot. I mean, I, I mean, I'm really not. So like, you really had to know quite a lot of stuff uh, and characters and, and there was definitely still stuff that I didn't get. Yeah. Um, like really obscure villains, like villain overload in here. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, okay. So, yeah, you you go ahead. Okay, well, I mean, yeah, really, that was kind of my same first uh, negative zone point. It was just like the plot, especially how quickly the plot moves. It really felt to me like, I mean, especially considering that the comic ends and then you have the start up again with second semester. I really feel like uh, that the comic kept getting canceled and they kept getting like, okay, this is the number of issues we're going to print and it's going to end. And so they kept having to like tie things up really quickly to like get it done really fast because they didn't get the time to do a long running comic like they were hoping to do. Yeah. I, I really wanted um, some of that good stuff from the very last volume to be spread out over more issues. Yeah. Um, Cause like it really, like it tied a lot of stuff up. Um, it didn't tie everything up obviously, but it yeah. tied a lot of stuff up. And, you know, I would almost never say this, but, like, maybe there wasn't enough, like, of the um, the overarching plot and there were too many, like, Mystery of the Week stories. <laughs> and, I, I, you know, I would normally never say something like that. Yeah. But, like, just the – something about it didn't work for me. Well, I think it was, you know, largely that the, the overarching story actually was kind of interesting – Mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. And, and, and it was important it was really important to be able to understand anything else yeah and so i think it really needed more room to breathe and um, the overarching story that we're talking about is um the mystery of olive's family yeah in case you guys need to know um and we're not going to say a lot more about it no <laughs> but um it, it's extremely important and it's treated a little bit less thoroughly than i would like yeah, it, and, and that's one of the things to me, like, it feels like they were very rushed to just kind of end the story, um, and it really felt like, especially, like you said, since they were doing so many of the, like, Mystery of the Week type stuff, like, it really felt like they were trying to, like, pad it out initially, because they are like, we're gonna be doing this this overarching story for years, um, but instead, like, it was a total of about two years worth of comics, maybe, um, so... Yeah, I mean the amount of the amount of actuals. If you cut out your book, you have pretty much exactly two years worth of comics. Um, so it it was it was tied up very quickly without getting the chance to really uh, flow like it was probably intended to. Yeah, I really wanted them to skip some of the um, some of the like side villains and stuff, and just get right <laughs> down to business. Yeah, with the with the amount of time they had, they pretty much needed to just do the main story. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I did enjoy kind of the side mysteries personally, like I mean, some of them were some of them were really funny, but um, there there were too many characters. Um, oh my gosh, I I need to say there were just so many instructors. Um, yes, there were all the professor. Like this must have the biggest faculty of any school ever. Um, even fictional school, like, I mean, there were so many teachers and it was just, 
so absurd trying to keep track of like who is this teacher who is this teacher who is this teacher and then like looking them up and seeing like who they actually are haha and and one of the things was that i i want to say was the english teacher but i'm not entirely sure it was one of the subjects they kept replacing the teacher yeah yeah um they, <laughs> so that that added to the they teacher would keep, like losing teachers and stuff um and like yeah the librarian was the english teacher as well and it was like okay um so yeah that that actually takes it to my next complaint which was so many characters few were meaningful um so i thought that the kids needed a giles um which is of course a buffy reference um and though i'm not a fan uh i think these kids did need a trustworthy adult guide who um isla mcpherson was clearly supposed to be yeah but um she just like it didn't really feel like you could trust her because she talked to Batman all the time. Yeah. Um she was always like having weird phone calls or like weird like nocturnal meetings with Batman and it was like, mm, I don't trust this lady." And like, "Why does she have a big dog? Is it a human dog?" I I just couldn't turn off my brain um for long enough to like not be suspicious of everything. I really thought the dog was going to be important. Yeah, I thought the way. dog was going to be a person. <laughs> <laughs> The dog is the transfiguration teacher. Um, <laughs> or maybe it's it's a dog connected to her soul. That's just the kind of thing that was happening in this school. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. It was, uh, they needed they needed a Giles. Um, and it could have been the librarian, but it wasn't. Because, you know, I, I don't think I'm spoiling, any, spoiling anything to say that he's kind of a villain, question mark. Yeah. Sometimes. I mean, sometimes. The first time you see him, you're probably like, the Riddler. And then he's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like he's like book lamp Riddler. Yeah, um, <laughs> he is a known character. Um, I but we shouldn't give that away, I guess. Um, yeah. So whenever I first saw this comic, I was like superpowers. I was like, yes, Xavier School. And then it was like, no. Yeah. So that's my my negative point. <laughs> yeah. Bummer. Um, well, I I didn't know anything going into it, so I didn't have that expectation. So um, school for superheroes, the, right? Them not having superpowers didn't bother me. But Instead uh, of a surprise for me, that that might have ended <laughs> a bit. Ended up being a bit more like Teen Titans or something if they did that. I suppose so. Um, yeah. Yeah, I guess if you want Teen Titans, go ahead and read Teen, Teen Titans instead. I, yeah, there you go. I mean, but why doesn't Raven go to this academy? <laughs> Seems like she'd like it here. Yeah. Um, she's on the Teen Titans because yeah. she's goth. She would get along really well with Pomeline. Pomeline. Yeah, no, she and Pomeline would be like besties. <laughs> um, <laughs> they're both like brooding, gothy yeah. teenage girls. Yeah, and then Pomeline wouldn't even have to say her comebacks. Um, Raven would just know. <laughs> yeah, no, they're soulmates. They should meet. Yeah. Um, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> uh, my my second uh, negative zone thing was uh, just. Uh, much like uh, my second positive was maps just in general my my second negative was amy just in general um oh my god amy i i stealing medical devices from children yeah <laughs> eating other people's sandwiches i mean you were kind of not supposed to like she's a monster but, like i really i she almost ruined the first volume of second semester i was for just me. Like, like why are you hanging out with this horrible person yeah maps is maps is your best friend man <laughs> ugh yeah. That was a nightmare. Um 
Yeah. Amy Amy is the actual worst. <laughs> I mean, like, I, th- I thought Olive's first roommate was bad. Um, her name was Lucy, and she just, like, could not handle it. She was so sensitive. Yeah. She was, yeah, she was not putting up with anything. <laughs> She's like, I liked it better when you were normal. And it was like, what does that mean? <laughs> um, okay. Uh, my next negative point is um, too many villains. Should have been less villains. Yeah. Um, we should have focused on, like, relevant villains for them. And we had the terrible trio, which I think we both can agree is a pretty appropriate uh, villain group. Yeah. That seems right. Yeah, I mean, like, I think if, if I remember correctly, like, their initial appearance, they were kind of just, like, college-age students who were, like, rich and spoiled and, and just kind of doing bad things for the fun of it. Sounds so. like they belong at a prep school, right? Sounds like sounds like villains you would have at a prep school. Yeah, so, so I mean. th- that feels right. And I also, there was a brief appearance of Clary and the Witch Boy, um, and I thought that was pretty appropriate. And I feel like he should have been used more for more than a second, <laughs> I guess, instead of like bringing random cameos in. Like, why were the Penguin and Two-Face like even involved here? Like, well, there is a reason. I know. But like leg in, leg out, you know, like it doesn't <laughs> matter. Like overall, you could have like left that out. But uh, I mean, there were just so many villains it, it it did kind of I, I i do like the reason that they were included but it did feel very wrong for what for this comic it to feel- just suddenly have actual like the big super villains i just feel like these characters were made up for this comic and so they should have maybe characters that are either appropriate for this comic and the characters in it or fully new villains yeah like that feels right to me especially if they're not super powered you know children yeah um and even if they were like just make some up and um don't make us be like oh is that a reference is that a reference <laughs> yeah it it, uh, it really does kind of feel almost more like this <laughs> would have worked better not being in the dc universe <laughs> being like a creative creator team owned title that was separate from everything i should say that this takes place on prime earth um in case someone needs to know that um which is just like the main dc continuity universe yes thank you uh so yeah i guess we should talk briefly about the cameos that happen sure um so there is a crossover with uh the war of the robins Definitely. There's also... Which is one of my low points, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, go ahead and uh, say your low point, then. Uh, oh, just that crossover in that's, general? That's really all I had. I just... I kind of don't like crossovers, with especially, like, big storyline crossovers, just in general in comics. And so having that there... Especially because I've read Robin War, and it wasn't very good. No, yeah. So. I, I, um, I went ahead and uh, got started on Robin War, and I, and I got... I don't know. Maybe I'm almost done with that, actually. Um, yeah, if you're on the, if you have read at least the Teen Titans issue, then you're pretty far. Yeah, I haven't been impressed um, so far. Although I'm, I'm a little bit intrigued by that Teen Titans issue. It was, uh, ooh, scary. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was messed up. There was some messed up stuff in there. Yeah. But um, yeah, I might, I might read into that a little bit more. But um, the part about the Robins was pretty. 
it was just a lot of robins. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, like, if you like robins, then just, like, go for it, man. <laughs> um, there, there are so many robins. Um, we should say that Damien Wayne um, has this thing with maps. Yeah, um, kind of. It's just, like, a recurring, like, friendship? <laughs> <laughs> I probably wouldn't call it that much. It's, I don't know, partnership? <laughs> I I don't know what I would call it. They yeah. they have like a like a situation among them. Yeah. Where they interact a lot. D- Damian Wayne goes to the school for like a day. Yes. And then he gets kicked out of course because he's terrible at you know being civilized. <laughs> and and Bruce Wayne was also kicked out apparently, so like father like son I guess. I I I mean He's ruder, definitely. <laughs> uh, he says what's on his mind, and he kicks people who get on his nerves. <laughs> um, there, there was also the the brief crossover with the Black Canary comic, um, which uh, not impressed. Yeah, well, not. I mean, that's not even done by the normal creative team of the Black Canary comic, anyway. So, like, it was just all kinds of pointless. <laughs> it was very strange. Your book. Um, yeah, and and I guess um, they took uh, Heathcliff because they wanted him. Yeah. Um, who? Because he started in Gotham Academy, and they were like, "Meh, I want that." And it was like, "Okay, you can have him." We already yeah. have too many characters anyway, I guess. Well, yeah, and and Brandon, um, what what's his name? Who writes Gotham Academy? Brandon. Uh... Brendan Fletcher. Brendan Brendan Fletcher, not Brandon. I'm sorry, Brendan Fletcher. Yeah, he he wrote the Black Canary comic, so. I guess he just really liked that character for some reason. So, uh, yeah, he's in that. Well, he had amazing hair. (laughs) But he didn't wear a hat, so. (laughs) Yeah. I'm making a Kyle joke for anyone who doesn't understand. (laughs) Kyle Kyle wears a hat. Always. Um, Ramsey talked about it a little bit in his review. He talked about how he never takes off his hat because um, he plays tennis. I guess. And I guess that's reason. So when you're enough. really into tennis, you're always wearing a tennis hat. This uh, is what Prince I took of tennis. from that. That's what I took <laughs> Just from like that. Prince of Tennis. Prince of Tennis. Um, okay. <laughs> I have not read Prince of Tennis, but... Or seen it. Or seen it. Yeah. But um, I know people who have, and I just don't know what to say about it. Um, well... I can... Clayface was... Uh showed up that's true killer croc uh i mean so many people swung in for cameos and and an ancestor of terry mcginnis yeah that was random the future batman um fine that yeah that did i guess happen. that counts as a cameo i guess so i mean it's just so many um they're mostly villains though yeah i guess we don't need to go into any more uh cameos because um we'd be here all day yeah <laughs> well so should we move into uh to some games then sure all okay right. so what do you got for us today so i wanted to ask um there are some choice uh dorm room posters on the wall um that you really have to catch your details to see um and what would you have in your dorm room if you had a choice between these three um there's the What Would Darcy Do poster. <laughs> There's uh, Isn't It Byronic? <laughs> by the way, I, I feel like this comic was probably written by English teachers. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, seriously. But it wasn't. Uh, but it really seems like it sometimes. And then there was House of Secrets with Simon Trent and Basil Carlo. And there's a deep cutting um, joke in there for you. Yes, there is. A really deep cutting uh, DC joke. So yeah, enjoy that, I guess, if you have to look it up. <laughs> okay. Well, me personally, I'm not really um, that much of a, an, an English uh or literature person, I guess. So uh, as amusing as um, Isn't It Byronic and uh, What Would Darcy Do are, I definitely, I'm an old movie person for sure. So I think the uh, Basil Carlo poster would, would definitely be my pick. Oh, I'm definitely going with Isn't It Byronic. Isn't It Byronic. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know, I I wouldn't say I'm a classic literature person, but uh, if if I have a choice between the three, is 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 the poster like a picture of him driving down the road with like three other versions of him in the car? No, <laughs> no, but that would be that would be pretty cool. Um, uh, hashtag nineties kid. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um. Anyway, so my my next question for you is uh, you receive an acceptance letter from an extremely dangerous and possibly deadly fictional school. And which one would you most prefer it to be? My first choice is Gotham Academy, of course. My second choice is obviously Hogwarts. That's the natural uh, next progression. Um, Now, my next choices are going to be a little bit out there. (laughs) So just uh, bear with me here. So I, I picked uh, UA High School from My Hero Academia. Awesome. Um, I picked Break Bills from The Magicians. Um, if you guys don't know what that is, it is a very serious uh, version of Harry Potter <laughs> that you, I mean, just don't go there if you don't want something dark. Um, and then there's Battle School from Ender's Game. And then there is Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children, which is not really an academy, but hey. <laughs> Yes. It feels like it fits the mood. Right. <laughs> um, so out of those, um, well, Battle School is kind of cool because it's in space. Um, but um, beyond that, there's not – it doesn't seem like a great place. I mean, it's basically boot camp in space. So, like – Also, you might get tricked into killing stuff via video games. Yeah. it's uh, uh, Spoilers. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> it's It's been on so many years, though. Yeah. Come on. Um, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't really seem that great to actually go there as cool as the idea is, I guess. Um, I don't think those kids had a good time. Yeah, no, I don't think anyone was having a good time there. Um, Hogwarts, uh, I don't, I wouldn't want to go there, um, personally. Aw, man. Um, (laughs) I mean, every, uh, you know, being a witch, you know, and learning all that magic might be cool, but, like, everything seems like it's oddly just made so that one certain kid can win everything it's just really unfair um it's just a plot device for um a kid who has uh the ability to or the magic superpower of surviving yeah being an orphan yeah i don't think i'd want to be in like miss peregrine school because like isn't everything from like um like the early 1900s or something like um where's the modern medicine you have some choices and it's like the 1940s um Basically, uh, you can also travel around to like weird worlds, but um, yeah, it's uh, I don't know. There might be like a cute girl there who like you live forever with and in, in a standstill of time. Yeah, I guess so. I guess there's that, and I guess that's not not the worst. I mean, um, of the choices, you know, that's pretty cool. <laughs> um, 
and uh oh but i should mention that the girl that you'll date uh you're I'm sorry, but your grandfather dated yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, that sounds that sounds less pleasant, certainly. I just um, remembered that. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Um, yeah, <laughs> not great. Uh, <laughs> mm. So, um, yeah, if it, it Gotham Academy. It seems like if if you're not in the detective, you, you club, get to it's date a completely original girl. <laughs> Who none, none of your uh, relatives have dated, hopefully. I, I really feel like I've, I've got to pick uh, pick uh, UA High School because that means I have like some kind of superpower and I can become a superhero in the you end. Know, like... I almost took that one out because it seemed too awesome. Um, <laughs> it's and... basically like Xavier's yeah, School. Yeah, no, that's I mean. why I did not include Xavier's School, Jedi Academy, or Starfleet Academy because they are truly too awesome and that <laughs> sounds too awesome. Um, at least at Hogwarts, you might get killed a lot. Uh, like a lot a yeah lot. you're you're at serious risk apparently um, but probably less than all these others um <laughs> especially break bills nobody wants to be there yeah that is oh my terrible god. oh my god um yeah yeah that that by default is out i'm sorry like, yeah there's no way i mean at gotham academy like you don't usually get killed there it's just real dangerous you might fall from buildings sometimes and yeah I mean, but, like, you will get to use a grappling gun, which is cool. Um, <laughs> I mean, I love grappling guns. Yeah. So not I as mean, much right? as Maps loves grappling guns. I mean, Maps, I love grappling guns. Maps loves grappling guns uh, so much. You guys, at one point, we're, we're just going to share this one scene with you. She's presented with a grappling gun um, by... Uh, Damien. Yeah, I guess we can reveal that it's Damien Wayne. Um, and uh, she has this uh, quick little fantasy about her wedding day and the she's marrying the grappling gun. It's not Damien. <laughs> it has nothing to do with Damien. It's just like draped in pearls or something. Um, she really loves this grappling gun. It's it's her soulmate. Um, so yeah, I, I guess you're, you're picking a superhero academy there. Yeah. And I would pick that, but like really, I mean, man, those kids are competitive. That's true. They are really competitive. <laughs> they're extremely competitive. And, like, let's be real. They're really serious about their stuff. And if I had to talk to that rocket leg kid, I would get really annoyed. <laughs> um, he is just, like, too much. So, yeah. Um, I'm going to choose Hogwarts, obviously. Because, of course, I'm going to go to of Hogwarts. Of course you would. I mean, there's... I mean, it's a dream come true. Um, basically. It's a dream so many years in the making. <laughs> Okay, so uh, now that we've talked about Hogwarts a little bit, actually, um, I guess we're going to talk a little bit about the parallels of Hogwarts and uh, this world that we've entered in Gotham. So the characters, um, there aren't clear um, equivalents for some of them, but especially not if we don't want to spoil things for you. So we're just going to leave spoilers out. But right. Um, Olive is a clear Harry Potter. Um, she's just a really good match for his general story. Uh, yeah. Tragic history. Um, custody of questionable individuals. Uh, I mean, really, like, unexplainable, perhaps evil powers sometimes. Right. Um, or curses or whatever. Like, she, she's got stuff going on. She's broody. Um, sometimes things will make her be grouchy. <laughs> yeah. And, and she's not like, she's not too good at anything no. herself. She really needs her friends 
um, to like she's not, make sure that things. She's get done. not like dumb. She's just not presented as like a super genius or anything. Like and yeah, I mean next, she's perfectly fine next to Colton. Like she's definitely not gonna be like the standout of of genius. Yeah. Um. And while we're talking about Colton, um, I I think we can all agree that he's uh, he's the collective Weasley twins. Um, <laughs> But smarter. But, but way Much smarter. Much smarter. Yeah. Uh, I mean, really. This this kid has potential. But, I mean, he literally sells fireworks he, from his backpack. He like. does. He steals people's cars. <laughs> um, I, I mean, he does complex, like, scientific analysis out of his stupid van. Why does he have a van? <laughs> I don't know. He knows all the secret places. He, he's got all the secret stuff. And, I mean... He's just—he's up to no—he's—he solemnly swears he's up to no good. Yes. So, yeah, that's that's the obvious choice there. Like, and there's not a single twin that he is. He's just both. <laughs> uh, Pomeline. Yeah. That's a bit harder. She's, um, she's Draco, I think. You think she's Draco? Uh, she's Draco, but like, if Draco were your friend. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird, but like, she is Draco though. She's like haughty and entitled. <laughs> um and just like man she's like grumpy for no reason and uh and up to no good like really just sneaking around and stuff um sometimes she'll just do stuff that you really wish a friend would not do and you wouldn't yeah. think a friend would do that but she comes out and says things and ugh, yeah <laughs> it's terrible i mean she's not like actually you know what actually in the first issue she she does like go out of her way to to pick on like pomeline and she picks on other people too yeah and uh yeah like her very it's first appearance that we is extremely like her. draco like how do we even like her <laughs> like i don't yeah. know i guess she's just dealing with her own stuff it's, it's like if draco was somehow personable despite still acting the same way yep <laughs> yeah pretty much That's pretty much how she is yeah um it, it's like if uh if he were like that, even to his friends. Yeah. Um, but it was acceptable. Um, okay. So I don't think we had like a good match for um, for maps or anything. Uh, we thought she was like a little bit like Luna Lovegood because she has all these like weird interests and like no one can explain her, but she's kind of brilliant in her own way. Yeah. Like, uh, and also she's like kind of like under the radar cool. <laughs> um and then i guess that would make kyle like kind of ron questions yeah i mean i i guess like nothing like pretty particularly like stand out about his personality he's, he's an not athlete. a bad guy they're athletic he's he's got a good heart you know yeah. he just doesn't always say the right stuff but i guess kyle says the right stuff if he's presented the opportunity um and but there are heroic points i don't know they grow on you yeah, they grow on you a lot um, as a group, That's... and then, and then the tiny character of Eric, um, he's uh, he's like a Colin Creevy, and uh, if you guys don't know Harry Potter, then it doesn't even matter. <laughs> um, and then I'm gonna go with uh, Snape as Bruce Wayne. <laughs> I'm just gonna. That's pretty much. That's I'm just pretty gonna much throw that out on. there. Yeah. I mean, like, come, come on. He's he wears a black cloak and he just like walks around and like you he's think he's not on your side, but he actually is. Like he's not a bad guy. It's just like you you're like that's annoying that he's here. Um, 
and sometimes he spoils stuff for you and it's like butt out man <laughs> um and then professor mcpherson like i don't know who she actually is like i just want to say that she's professor professor mcgonagall <laughs> is um, it just because they both have making the name no it's because they're scottish <laughs> And, and uh, like, one's a goth and one's an actual witch. <laughs> and I, I guess I also want to, like, cross-breed that with Dumbledore. So she's she's sort of like a Dumbledore, so she's sort of like a distant helper. Like, yeah. she's she's not going to help you all the time. Right. Which she'll just pick and choose. And, whatever. and Headmaster Hammer is definitely not Dumbledore, so. Oh, gosh, no. <laughs> uh, no, that guy is creepy and unexplainable. I don't, I don't know what to make of him. Yeah. Not at all. And Aunt Harriet is obviously um it's obviously the the guy who uh walks around and makes sure you're in bed. So with with his oh, cat. Yeah. Yeah. Dazzler. <laughs> that was not the cat's name. <laughs> I love it. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, reference to something you guys probably haven't seen. We're gonna leave that in there. It's amazing. Uh or maybe not. So, okay. So, now we're going to play a game called uh, Favorite Pommeline One-Liner. Pommeline likes to make uh, stupid jokes, and she, she uses this language that it's just like, would a kid say this? <laughs> uh, no, a kid would not say this. Or maybe they would, but like, what? Um, so, all right. So, my choices are, um, so, while she was beating up a glowing skeleton, uh, she yelled, sorry, not Sorry. <laughs> I just liked the moment. Um, and then there were different versions of Smell You Later. Um, there was a Smell You Later Bandwagon. I don't know what that means. There was Smell You Later Ghost World, which is, I guess, a reference to the uniforms. Um, and another graphic novel that uh, I wouldn't recommend, really. Um, <laughs> there was also a movie made that I wouldn't recommend, really. Um, and then... And I guess also their hobbies, their interest in ghosts. Um, and then about Maps uh, singing at one point, she asked, was that you, Crap Canary? <laughs> yeah, uh, she's clever. Um, five steps ahead of you, Nerf Herder, at one point. I don't even know what would explain that. Uh, and then to Maps after the talent show that didn't go very well, she said, shut up, Sparkle Butt. Sparkle Butt. She so, was very, wearing a very sparkly costume. It's so. true, but I mean, really. Why do you talk like that? <laughs> I'd, I'd say my favorite is Crap Canary. <laughs> it makes me laugh like every time. Was that you, Crap Canary? <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, they're all my favorite. Um, <laughs> it's just, I don't know. I, I, I just think Smellulator cracks me up to, to a degree that, like, it probably shouldn't. Because, like, who says Smellulator? Yeah, like, kids in, like, the 80s? She's, like, a goth girl. <laughs> like, why would she even be saying that? It's amazing. It's really weird. Um, okay, so what is your favorite item in either Maps or Colton's backpacks? Because um, they both had some stuff in their backpacks, and it was just, like, wh where did you even find that? What is happening? Um, so my first choice is glycerin, uh, used for faking crying, uh, cause you never know. Yeah. Uh, like a million fireworks, a smoke bomb, uh, hydrofluoric acid for DNA extraction. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he just carries it. That was Colton. Backpack. That was Colton's backpack. Um, an actual sword. So he wasn't impressed with other, pe other people's swords. So he just like pulled out an actual sword. He was like, you want to see a sword? <laughs> um, 
And then uh, at one point, Maps pulls out dull replicas of the entire uh, detective club. <laughs> and Eric. And Eric. Um, and it was just like, wait, what? <laughs> she made them in her spare time. I guess so. She has all the interests. <laughs> I think my, my favorite, just for like ridiculous purposes, is probably the hydrofluoric acid. Oh, definitely. Because, like, why? Th- that's like how Batman just carries around kryptonite in his belt just in case he <laughs> needs right, it. That's like, right. it's like. He does. It's I mean, like, what wow. if Superman got all cray? Um, <laughs> that makes sense to me, Batman. I, I, I accept your choices and I don't <laughs> hold that against you. I'm not mad. Um,. <laughs> Why was everyone so mad? Uh, <laughs> it's just poison. Uh, yeah, no, hydrofluoric acid was definitely my favorite thing that he had because it was just like, wait, what? What are you storing that in? What would happen if? Okay, well, fine. Yeah, fine, Colton. You know, you have a special van for that, and I respect that. Um. <laughs> so yeah, uh, readers' advisory. I guess is what we're gonna do now. Well, I, I think I think the main reader's advisory that probably both of us would give would probably be Lumberjanes. Yeah, right? and mean, and the Lumberjanes uh, Gotham Academy crossover because that is a thing that exists yeah. in the world. Who knew? I I didn't know before reading this that that's that existed. That's pretty amazing. Um, and then I want to go ahead and uh, recommend something I read recently that uh, may or may not strike your fancy, but it uh, is about. A group of uh, stagehands who encounter a magical world uh, backstage at their school. It's called the Backstagers. Um, it's from Boom, uh, the imprint, and it's by James Tenney and the Fourth and uh, Ryan uh, Sy. Yeah. S Y G H. I've actually read a few comics that aren't that from James Tenney and the Fourth, and I, I really I think he's a good yeah he, humorous writer. He did. Um, this one about uh oh it's called the woods where like an entire high school gets transported to like a crazy scary land um so he does kind of that like absurd fantasy stuff right which is cool and i I really like the backstages i thought it was adorable um in a way that where the plot doesn't exactly even matter like it was just cute (laughs) um and very strange, and I, I don't know, I'm kind of a sucker for that whole, uh, I found a magical world back here in a place where it's really funny that I found it. So, there is that. Um, I was going to ask you, um, would you recommend, like, Buffy or Dead at 17 um, for readers of Gotham Academy? Um, I'd say if, if you... Instead of, or in addition to? Um, I don't know, I mean, Buffy... Probably, if you like Gotham Academy, you would probably be into Buffy. I don't know how the Buffy comics are. I'm not exactly eager to read them. Yeah. Um, but the, I, I didn't know if you'd read them or not. Um, but I mean, you'd probably enjoy the show. It's it's similar in a lot of ways. Um, so it's really corny. Oh, so dumb. Um, it's it's pretty dumb a lot. I'm but, sorry. We're gonna get we're gonna get so much hatred. Uh, yeah, probably. But if you haven't seen Buffy, I mean. If you haven't seen Buffy yet, it's probably going to be kind of hard to watch. You have to know that it's dumb, okay? Like, you have to know that it's dumb. And that doesn't mean it's bad, but it is is definitely dumb. I mean, like, all my friends in fifth grade really loved it, (laughs) okay? (laughs) And, like, I, you know, I didn't really, I didn't really like it that much. Um, Um, And then watching it as an adult, I was just like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, Dead, Dead at 17, um, I could definitely see someone who's a Gotham Academy fan 
uh, enjoying Dead at Seventeen. It's more. It's more mature. Yeah, it's it's definitely more mature. It's definitely more like the the serious uh, story. Um, hey, remember it, when you met comedy. him at the Comic Con? I did. I have met Josh Howard at the Comic Con. That was cool. Um, that which was really cool. Um, uh, but yeah, so Dead at Seventeen, it it's good. I recommend it if if you like horror stories, just kind of in general. Well, not not horror, um, but more like supernatural stories. High school horror. Um, and yeah, I mean, he he would be probably, I'm guessing, a Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan and X Files fan. Um, so you know, I think that kind of shows through in Dead at Seventeen and probably a bit in Gotham Academy. So yeah, I think a lot of the same people would like it. And uh, I don't know whether I'd recommend Black the Black Canary Band thing, but probably not. I didn't really, <laughs> I didn't personally like the Black Canary comic that much, um, so I don't highly recommend it. If you really want a comic that pretty, that has a direct tie into Gotham Academy, I mean, you can read it, but it's not great. I definitely think uh, Becky Cloonan um, really uh, is 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 in a. a Guess is a co-writer that Brendan Fletcher might really need <laughs> in order to make something more enjoyable. Uh, yeah, it seems like they're uh, they're definitely pals. Yeah, um, <laughs> they're palling it up. Um, I don't recommend the Robin Wars so far, at least. Yeah, uh, or like We Are Robin is that? Yeah, We Are Robin is what is the title that directly leads to the Robin War, and I'd say the We Are Robin end of uh, that. That comic itself is better than the Robin War okay. in total. Well, that's good to know. But in, uh, yeah, I mean, if you if you want to read like kind of more of a young adult story in the DC universe, it's probably a pretty good one to read. And uh, Teen Titans, what do you think? Rebirth, Teen Titans, because it has Damian Wayne and a team of teen protagonists fighting crime. Yeah. So yeah, you get more Damian Wayne. Um, I I enjoy Damian Wayne stories. Um. Apparently. I'm, I'm apparently a very big Damian Wayne fan, so. Apparently. Gosh. <laughs> I guess I should have asked, asked who's your favorite Robin, and then we would have had a fight or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but, um, okay, so I was thinking maybe possibly DC's Raven, um, because uh, she should definitely go to Gotham Academy. Right. Um, and then I, I noticed that the first... Uh, like the part one, the White Carnival, um, which is uh, like her first comic, I guess, solo comic, is when she moves out to San Francisco to stay with her estranged aunt. And yes, it sounds like an Are You Afraid of the Dark plot. Go yes, on. Yes, it does. Um, <laughs> to face her most perilous challenge yet. High school! Oh my god. <laughs> and then as Raven discovers more about her human side, one of her classmates goes missing under mysterious circumstances, and she must face an evil like none she's known before. Okay, yeah, this sounds so, like yeah. it's definitely for Gotham Academy. It rather fans. sounds like it's up the alley of a person who likes Gotham Academy, or didn't and wanted something kind of like that so i might go ahead and read that one so maybe um so that's uh our reader's advisor unless you had anything else you wanted to mention um i guess you're oh, like ghostbusters oh, no. <laughs> i mean sure the ghostbusters comic is great but um uh if you really want i was gonna say instead of uh maybe the teen titans since i haven't read it i need to um the uh, uh, if you want another comic that has Damian Wayne in it and is really good, um, Robin, son of Batman, right? Right, um, is a two volume. I think you, I story. think you recommended that last time because uh, I guess you really like it. Cool. 
it, it's a good comic and it's it's definitely it's definitely for a younger i mean it gets pretty gory and messed up but like it, it's definitely for a younger audience i feel um so uh yeah if you like gotham academy i recommend that one i guess uh you can go to captainaway.wordpress.com uh that's the main website for all of this and uh that's about all the housekeeping i really have so uh thank you for listening um <laughs> smell you later smell you later next time on the comic <laughs>